0: Welcome to Everyone's a Critic, a show where a guest picks a movie rated below 40% on Rotten Tomatoes and tells us why critics got it wrong. I'm your host, Yanis Cove, a formerly pretentious film school student, 10 years later sees the error of his ways. My guest today is improviser, writer and podcaster, Shem Pennant.
1: I just did some polite applause for myself. Uh, hi. <laughs>
0: Hello. How are you doing, Shem?
1: Oh for real? Uh I'm we're <laughs> recording <laughs> we're recording in in Brooklyn in the middle of a full-on race riot. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so a great
0: day to be recording this. Oh,
1: I I mean it's it's wild. Uh I was like, oh cool, I'll distract myself by like watching Master of the Universe. Uh, and then the the cafe the denny's place where courtney cox's character works uh was uh you might be familiar with it from the footage of the rodney king beating which was like 30 years ago oh, yeah like um i did not realize that <laughs> you didn't recognize it from the black and white <laughs> footage oh no <laughs> but yeah it was like oh this is inescapable uh, but yeah, um, that's how I'm doing. Uh, I literally, uh, it's, it, it, I'm here on a visa, and the government monitors my social media, uh, and I can't, I cannot uh, say anything very publicly, uh, or go to any protests, or get arrested, or get in any kind of trouble, or get deported. Uh, so I've just been mm-hmm. like stuck inside with like sirens and like flares wailing, or you'd see like these big people congregating outside my house, or like very close to it, uh, all saying things I. Going to be controversial, but kind of believing, uh, and then <laughs> it's <laughs> just okay. Well, I guess I'll watch Dolph Lundgren and Gwildor <laughs> do battle. <laughs> They'll give me my justice.
0: Uh, um so let's see. Like, what what's your history with this movie?
1: Uh, have you told people what the movie is?
0: <laughs> no, I haven't. It's Master of the Universe. Masters of the Universe. I thought it was called Master of the Universe until you until you requested it. <laughs> i know nothing i knew nothing about he-man outside of like the memes
1: oh wow uh, you're slightly younger than i am uh but he-man was like um huge when i
0: was like little
1: uh there was mm. like the toys were like really big it was he-man and thundercats and gi joe um they made like a and transformers um for uh that st- segment of the audience but uh the thundercats they had an animated music- movie it was huge mm. No, they didn't. I'm talking out of my ass. Uh the Transformers Transformers had an animated movie. It was huge. It yeah. was great. And it's like one of those like actually it's pretty good. Uh and it has like great songs in it. Um uh Weird Weird Al has like Dare to be stupid, there's You Got the Touch. Like it's it. um it, it felt like, oh, this is like an actual like, good movie. It's not a good movie. It's mm. just merely fine. But if you're like dumb and the child, uh, as I was, I was like, oh, this, this is like a movie. They, they die. It's like sadness. Uh, it's the first time I came in touch with my emotions. Uh, and then Thundercats was like huge. And it's like a really cool like uh, TV show. Again, like cool, uh, cool graphics, cool songs, like all the fun, like memeable stuff uh and then he man was also like a really cool range of toys they had all these different like figures and like um like cars and tanks and like just cool stuff um like it felt like, very cool so it's like oh wow there's like a he-man movie that's really really exciting and then this sounds like it's from a million years ago where now every single like toy or cartoon or emoji gets a movie uh so it's like uh like watching back i was like i cannot it's so antiquated and foreign how excited I was that there was a movie about a toy or a cartoon. We're now like, of <laughs> course, like...
0: I, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, uh, like I, I looked it up, in like all the trivia and everything, and, and the first thing it said was like, this was the very first uh, movie that came from a toy, basically. Which is... Like that, it's not even that long ago when you think about it, really. It's like 87 or something. So I don't... Like, and then now it's just, like you're saying, it's everything every single movie is just coming from some kind of uh creation like stuff like there's nothing original
1: oh i mean yeah i i always uh <laughs> i there was also there were always movies coming out like uh across the spectrum you were just not watching them and by you i mean whoever it is complaining about oh, i never wasn't
0: been. alive when this came out oh yeah yeah,
1: yeah. uh I. it's I, <laughs> Every time I use the uh, plural U in capitals that I remember from, like, Bible study, uh, it's hard <laughs> to differentiate. but, like, uh, people, like, you know, there will always be, like, independent movies or fun, like, cool different movies or, like, uh, mm. weird movies from, like, other countries that are, like, fascinating and, like, have different, like, tropes and structures, like, um, yeah. yeah, if you don't like big, trashy movies, just don't watch them, like, there's there's other movies yeah. out there, there's, yeah. there's there's content for everyone, uh, more or less, Yeah. Uh, but, like, I also find it, um My, this was uh, a movie that I had on uh, a video home system cassette, uh, which was like a big old uh, clunky tape that you'd like put in and rewind. And we grew up with almost no money. And we had like very few like movies uh, that you'd own. Um, You'd like normally just tape them off the TV. But for some reason, uh, my very cheap father had, like he didn't, it's a long boring story, but he didn't like, uh, he, he did like a lot of building and construction work. And he was, like, renovating this woman's house. And at the end of it, she said, uh, I don't even have money to pay you. Uh, and she gave him, like, a TV and a video player, which is how we got, like, oh. a TV and a video player. And it just came with, like, some videos. Uh, one of which was, um, like, some, like, Flight of Dragons, I think. Some weird, like, animated... Um, uh movie one was like a 1940s black and white uh movie and one was this master of the universe and we were so excited like he was obviously legitimately pissed about not getting paid for his labor yeah. uh and like i fully see how fucked that that was but like we were like so stoked that we are like getting a tv with a video player and then we had this uh movie and we would just watch it over and over again cuz it's one of the few movies you'd have uh and it had no uh there was nothing in it that had to be like censored or like cut out uh, so that was like really really cool, and like it was only so, and it's just like you latch onto things when you're younger that you think, oh, this yeah. is cool or great. This is the, this is my version of excitement. I miss most of the cool movies that other people loved, so I didn't see them. Uh, so it was like really interesting uh finding out that people consider this movie bad or like the, the 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 canon group of films was like oh these are like trashy movies like oh i love canon movies they're like so cool like i associate the big c logo with like i'm about to have a good old time uh like i've seen so many canon movies and like loved them or enjoyed them or have like a strong connection with them uh like i thought breaking was great like uh they uh like the canon film group that made it like the golden and globus there's an amazing documentary on them called uh, electric boogaloo. I think it's just on YouTube or whatever, but oh, it's nice. it's so cool. Cause there were just these two Israeli um, dudes who like uh, would just make movies and they'll just pump out movies, like uh, like 40 movies a year or something ridiculous like that. Yeah. And they made so many, like uh, at one point they just had the pile of scripts coming in and they'd go, they'd, for the two chucks uh chuck norris or charles Br- chuck bronson and they're just like this is a chuck this is a nice one this is a bronson one and they'll all be like kind of like bad action movies or like yeah. uh yeah they were just they were just really really cool So like anyway this was like it was in that era it was just like pumping out a cool movie and it felt really really cool you can see all the money on the screen it's just really uh exciting and fun uh there's There's like, humor, there's like costumes as action uh, if it, it's like and it had my favorite thing as well um, which is like to so there's movies where they're fantastical like flash golden or something like that mm. I love all that shit but I love it when uh, they uh, they they bring the fantasy to the earth uh, where they like the fish out of water uh, tropes which like they do this in yeah. like things like Beastmaster 2 or um, <laughs> I think Star <laughs> Trek 4 but I love it when you like
0: you're going like deep with your references now. <laughs> Beastmaster
1: two. Oh, I mean, for fans of the original Beastmaster, uh that's Beastmaster Two is wild. There's like this weird portal where the Beastmaster goes from <laughs> his land to like LA and sees like like there's he drives past a movie showing Beastmaster one. It's 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 a whole fun other thing. <laughs> uh but yeah, uh I I love when you have all this like weird crazy sorry. Uh, I love when you have this weird crazy world like with sci-fi elements or, or fancy. Mm. then they get sucked through some kind of portal and they end up in whatever era the film is set in uh, and they yeah. have to try to adjust to uh, that time and it's always like hilariously of the times so that we were like yeah. hey man what's going on this is 1982 you can't do that uh, or like <laughs> whichever <laughs> this is the 90s we don't t- tolerate that kind of nonsense. Uh, yeah, and yeah. like they it, it's a fun because the filmmakers always hello to stay out of touch so you get to see their interpretations of uh, modern events uh, and such but yeah uh, so it combined those two things it was like really fantastical really like cool uh, and then you have them coming to like earth and hanging out uh, which is like oh what a win
0: <laughs> great that was a very very long history with this movie <laughs>
1: you knew who you invited on <laughs>
0: That is true. <laughs> um, yeah, so when, so you, I guess you watched it around like, but yeah, how old were you when you first watched it? Do you remember?
1: Um, no, but uh, if it came out in eighty seven, it was on tape on eighty eight. So like between like eight and eight and fourteen, I would have seen it like multiple times.
0: It's like right. That's like, oh, cool. Like. <laughs>
1: How old were you when did you it, first it, watched it? <laughs>
0: Thirty-one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Perfect age.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> really, really not. Um, it so like did it? You, do you feel like it shaped your like movie going, uh, your movie experience then, or your like taste in movies around that time?
1: Um, no. Uh, it like I uh feel like it was just a thing I want. Like, cause I. Uh, I watched what was available rather than what was sought out. So it's like, oh I have this I have yeah. this video, I'm gonna watch it. I also had the weird movie called Flight of Dragons. I'd never heard of it referenced again. It was like a fantastical uh children's animated film. I had it, so I watched mm. it. Uh then uh some Jackie Chan movies came on channel four, got to like take yeah. them, I had them, so I watched them. That was like very influential. Like I uh I love those and that's what led me to like train and like become like a mediocre martial artist that was like fun uh and then like every time i discovered like a new thing like got into it it would be like oh cool this is like great um it's like maybe in a way like i do still love um you know i like that though i do like still like those kind of movies they don't make them Mm -hmm. as much anymore uh or they're not as like fun or they're all uh laden with the themes of the time uh it's like if i can't imagine like a modern movie like this now being made that would be like campy and fun and enjoyable it would be more Mm. uh serious or po-faced or like i guess like marvel movies are like the equivalent and i was gonna
0: say like the closest thing to it is thor but even that's like not campy as much as this like nowhere near as campy
1: i mean thor ragnarok uh is high camp like
0: yeah i don't know i there's something missed it's just like it doesn't have that like cheap element to it though that this one does
1: I, uh, yeah, well, uh, they have a multi-million-dollar budget. Although this was like yeah. very expensive uh, for me so at the time, it bankrupted the studio. Uh, but it was also
0: a cheap studio. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like a massive studio
1: uh oh canon was huge uh really? in terms of the in terms of the amount of films they put out uh like if you like like 80s movies uh and then you look at a list of all the big canon hits you'll be like oh shit they did like so many of them uh canon is like the ucb of its time where it's like this terrible like weird place that kept pumping out all these people where like if you don't like know or care about it and then you suddenly go oh no, like, all these people came from this place mm. it has that same that's what i mean it has that same kind of like oh this place is whatever but then you look at the list of people who have like come through and it's like oh wow it's amazing uh, and kind of had that same effect of like terrible uh, badly yeah. run and could not manage their money i maybe there are more parallels but like <laughs> um they had like so many like this film, this film and this film and this film and this film and this film, uh which was like cool, and like um their mistakes uh were also like part like so many people do everything right and like do films as they should, and they end up being like formulaic or like bad uh yeah. they had this sort of throw shit at the wall type approach, which was chaos and like terrible, but led to all these like unique curious like things mm. which shouldn't work um or like but like last or like you remember or like they connect with you more than things which are technically perfect but forgettable mm.
0: so like uh should we go over the plot of the film then <laughs> let's, mm. the, let's discuss the y- plot you try it's <laughs> okay so
1: because i have some very pointed questions for you about why <laughs> like about what's what? What, okay so start off what's the deal with he-man what's his like power set like what's what is he?
0: So you want to know what I know, what my knowledge is of it from watching this now? Yeah. <laughs> okay. He has the power.
1: <laughs> cool. Ten out of ten, you passed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's. <laughs> I didn't even think that was his catchphrase. <laughs> uh, I thought his I thought his catchphrase was <laughs> by the power of grey skull. <laughs> uh,
1: it is, but it's also it's like by the power of the grey skull. Uh, is there more to it? I think he's like he picks up this sword, goes by the power of grayscale, and he says, "I have the power," uh, and then just is the same he man he was uh, before. Like, yeah,
0: nothing There's changes. Like, I don't know entirely what he does. He has like some kind of sword that does something. It doesn't. I don't know. And then he can occasionally like fly on things, but it's not really explained. And that's about it.
1: <laughs> he has a sword, and he also has like a blaster, and he uses them interchangeably
0: which
1: yeah. uh, clearly aping a lot of the Star Wars tropes. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I was going to say, it open, like when it opens, it's such a rip-off of Star Wars. The opening scene is such a rip-off of Star Wars.
1: That's what I was saying about The Rise of Skywalker, too.
0: Really? <laughs> yeah, I was not a fan of that, so... <laughs>
1: this is such a rip of stars um but yeah i i um uh yeah and then uh so you, you have he-man has the power uh what's skeletor's deal
0: skeletor he wants he wants to just like rule the universe i guess i don't know like he, none of them have technically have powers until <laughs> until they do and then they don't do anything with them
1: cool 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 uh this movie connected with you uh, and
0: then... <laughs> i don't understand any of them I, I like i don't understand the characters i don't understand their purpose in this <laughs> i didn't realize two of them were a father and daughter until about halfway through the film <laughs> uh
1: and you're referring to
0: to uh oh, what he's are their names? the two that i didn't take their names down of I don't think they Man at Arms
1: What's their name? Uh, Man at Arms Is the character I know
0: Man at Arms Yes
1: Man at Arms uh, Which is why When she said You need a woman's touch Comes out <laughs> Blasts everyone Then turns to the camera And goes Woman at Arms Ha
0: huh. Yeah uh, That's why that happened <laughs> which was Yeah I wrote that down And I was like Very funny great. to me Yes <laughs> um, Teela's uh, her name What's her name? Teela Teela. Yes. Okay. Man of Arms Teela. Gwildor. Gwildor up. <laughs> Gwildor who when he showed up, I said, What is that? <laughs> <laughs> is he supposed to be a leprechaun? Is he supposed what is he supposed a troll? Like what is he supposed to be?
1: Um, I think the so this was written by the same dude who wrote Dark Crystal uh and oh, worked on the Muppets movies and I was like, gotta pull a puppet. he's not wrong I love Gwildo as a child love him now Uh, he's the uh, some of the classic comic relief uh, to do some of the heavy lifting that Dolph Longwin can't and uh, I think there was like if you watch like the cartoons of He-Man a reboot of which is coming to Netflix uh, very soon um, they have uh, Orko Uh, they didn't have Orko in this for some reason Uh, so they they put in like as like that wild like a character have you seen Thundercats
0: um probably when i was a child i don't remember it though
1: uh there's a character in thundercats called Schnarf, uh who just goes mm, uh and just like they just always throw in one like semi useless character as like comic relief uh to like yeah. hang out uh like every chuck d needs a flavor flavor uh and so woldo is the flavor flave of the masters of the universe universe i
0: i disagree i think he is the only he is the only one that has any purpose in this film <laughs> He's the only one that brings. Well, he starts everything off because he's the one that's created the key, and so that starts everything off. And then he's the only one that can bring them back from Earth as well. So that's the only way that he's the only reason that anything is happening in this. So I disagree that he has no first, Like he's comic relief only.
1: <laughs> he does drive a lot. <laughs> he does drive a lot of the plot uh, after he clears his gill slits
0: he uh, I grew to like him actually <laughs> <laughs> but I still don't understand what he is supposed to be he's a
1: he's a locksmith. Uh, he has like but, a cool apartment with like fun stuff like scattered around <laughs> which was like exactly like my apartment right now uh, <laughs> And there's like the fun little joke where he puts all the, like the weird like cool like latches and bolts, and he puts like one of those classic eighties like door stoppers on yeah. right at the end. And I was like, ah, this yeah, this movie gets it.
0: It's very very eighties. This movie.
1: Yeah, it's I like mean, a... it, it can't, it can't not be.
0: Yeah, I don't. I. So okay also i didn't know courtney cox was in this (laughs) till she showed
1: up i didn't know courtney cox was in friends till i started watching it i was like oh from what's
0: the (laughs) universe that's so cool (laughs) she's done well Well, please tell me that was like five years ago or something as well
1: (laughs) just when it came to hbo max like i was like i should check out these these rich white people in new york you only
0: learned last week (laughs)
1: uh but yeah um yeah like that's this is my first exposure to courtney cox uh does a great job really really yeah. uh good in this movie except when she sells everyone out with that weird mother sequence uh which
0: oh we'll yeah that get. her whole plot is just like it comes out it's so left field it just like takes a massive touch so it's all very light-hearted and everything in this like sci-fi film and then suddenly it's like oh and by the way my parents are dead and <laughs> and i'm dealing with that and they die in a plane crash that i feel like i caused because i told them to go <laughs> And I wanted to stay behind to stay see you.
1: <laughs> that is a very eighties plot move.
0: Yeah, and then like, the, and then the boyfriend is just like, uh, he's he's very much just like, uh, oh, there's nothing you can do though. <laughs> like that is brutal.
1: Oh, eighties boyfriends were bad. Like if you look at like almost every relationship in the eighties, like yeah. oh that, that guy sucks. Um, that's also uh, great when uh, that that plot device uh, of her dead parents is like why am I being told this? And then you go to when they're searching through our house uh, and they ping up the newspaper article of it. Yeah. And then the film <laughs> like literally almost stops and tells you this will come in handy later. Remember this. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so it's just, I don't know. It just feels like her her and, uh, what's his name? Uh, the yeah, Boyfriend? I've the names. I watched, sorry? The Boyfriend? Yeah. His name is
1: Kevin. The boyfriend is almost less generic than Kevin.
0: Is his name not Kevin? No, if you the, if
1: you call him the boyfriend or if you call him Kevin that would be almost equally generic.
0: Oh yeah. And he he is the very he's a very typical 80s boyfriend in that he and also like he's a very typical 80s person in, in, in that he's like um oh I'm going to uh, I'm, I'm going to play my guitar and, and learn, I play all the keyboard and I, I, I'm i a musician in, an, in a teen band and I, w- I just want to make it for myself and it's just like that is just the typical 80s plot of like sticking one of those people in there and he's not interesting in the slightest.
1: Oh, I loved them when I was a kid. It's like, wow, this cool guy just, like got a girlfriend, like has a car.
0: <laughs> this cool guy has got a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I
1: mean, when you're eight, uh, this cool guy yeah. has got a girlfriend, this car like plays a guitar, like, rocks out in uh, those synthesizers and about Japanese oh, music. <laughs> like, how exciting. Oh, yeah.
0: They've like, oh, oh, it must be Japanese because it's weird. <laughs>
1: um, I mean, in 1987, that was almost 100% correct. Like, any, any other time period, that'd be wildly racist but like in 1987 <laughs> forgivable like it was just like oh well, Japanese technology what wow. uh, and it and, uh, and honestly, that, that, that sharp item was pretty right. Like, it, that sounded like it was like an FM synthesizer from like a Yamaha DX7 or something like that. When they're like, and they are just playing like synth chords. Like, it sounds like they're doing this, the, the standard synth patch for a distorted electric guitar uh, mm-hmm. on like a Casio had like almost the exact same uh, sound. So every time they played like, <laughs> uh, I was like, yeah, 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 I, I truly can play this like it. And it mm-hmm. is uh, like a Japanese synth. It's weird when the. Uh, uh, when the high school, uh, when the principal from Back to the Future is like, I don't think this is a synthesizer. It's like you have nothing to disprove that. You've you've held it. It has like guitar straps, and you went bow, yeah. bow, 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 bow. like you should you should <laughs> think that's a synthesizer. Yeah. Wait,
0: the principal from Back to the Future is the cop you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, that's also the worst character in this whole film.
1: What? <laughs> What are you,
0: <laughs> Beep boop. Shen you has left the zoom. <laughs> Wait, do you love him in this?
1: I love everyone in this. I think this movie is good. <laughs>
0: like I have such. Okay, a- let's let, okay, let's talk about it then. What what do you like about it? Um
1: uh, I watched it when I was eight. <laughs> that's
0: why yeah, okay. that's essentially so you, what I like about it. But you also uh, said like before we started you said you watched this last night again. So and you obviously and you picked it for a reason.
1: Uh it just reminds me of being a fun little kid at simpler times uh, and then like it it's 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 great in that it's not their, their moves aren't logical they don't make sense people are a little bit cheesy or like a hammer up uh which is like fine and good uh you have all these like very clear um like character types so you know what they're saying like the 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 coppers, like what are you doing what's going on i don't understand this oh, this is bad uh but he's also like a pretty solid guy and he's like hey and there's your buddies getting shot up out there and he sets him out when he like takes that to them with with, like he grabs his shotgun and tries to like shoot skeletal scars and like yeah cool get them that's fun when he like chills out right at the end when he decides to like hang out in the turn you're like I think I pretty much like it here and it's like wow (laughs) like uh, all I needed in the last scene was for the attorneys to give him a wig like for someone to like to he-man to go (laughs) i have the power or guilville to like hit some buttons and for like hair to grow and then him to like get like. that would have been amazing exactly like that's the only note i have is that he should have been given (laughs) been given some like prominent like follicle treatment towards the end and then him to go oh this place is really good uh like classic 80s hard ass he like softens perfect uh the man-at-arms and um teela pairing really fun side characters, uh, like, really fun, like, uh, dad-daughter dynamic, which you don't see Mm. much in movies. Uh, Yeah,
0: that was actually
1: a good thing. Yeah, and, like, there's, like, some classic dad jokes uh, thrown in there. I love a good dad joke. I love her, like, oh like, that reaction to it. But she also, Tila got to, like, do stuff and was, like, run around and, like, Mm. shoot people. Uh, That was, like, cool. Evelyn's, like, actually scary and, and, like, has some definable ability to, like, Evelyn... Reads one newspaper article about uh, Courtney Cox's parents disappearing, (laughs) is able to drop into character, know all those lines, improvise a complete backstory uh, with an objective of like getting the key from her. Like with like, she must have had ten minutes of prep. Uh, Like that's so hard. Like full respects to her. She like kills it in that (laughs) moment. (laughs) Like she doesn't doesn't break. She doesn't do anything. Like it's it's just really really great. And then. We've not even discussed Frank Langella's Skeletor, which was like truly great.
0: Wild, wild, wild character. Because uh, pla- yeah, I did love I love Skeletor in this. I did love Skeletor. Uh, he is so much fun,
1: and he like spent a lot of um, uh, time like because he like took it like seriously, which is like the um, yeah. old thing with uh, Michael Caine and the Muppets movie where you like mm. you know you be like a ground like treat it like it's like a stage play it's no less yeah. ridiculous than that so when uh where are they where are they friends now tell me about the loneliness of good he-man is it equal to the loneliness of evil that's good like that could yeah. be in a good movie uh it's in this movie but it could be in a good movie like it's so <laughs> like <laughs> hey
0: this is supposed to be a good movie
1: oh, for yeah. you i am I'm, I'm aware of where it stands uh but like <laughs> <laughs> uh like I, but like uh, like it has these like fun like cool elements and uh, you get the cool like guitar shop where everyone just like hangs out and uh, you get the, the the guy behind the counter at the guitar shop you just know stuff and it's like oh let's see what's going on and pulls out like a police scanner like you know he would have uh and then it's just like tuning in uh like it's just it's just fun and then even the 80s guy got his like the boyfriend kevin got his like moment to shine and it wasn't like oh, I'm oh like punch everyone and do like gun stuff it's like hey i know these chords i have like a perfect pitch and you get to like play it mm. like those little things are, are like very satisfying it's like the um all those weird videos of youtube where someone like throws a a penny into a jar and it like hits or like uh one object fits just exactly inside another object uh it's like not but like <laughs> it's <laughs> but it's like extremely it's,
0: satisfying videos
1: yeah it's like the extremely satisfying videos but like Normally it's like one object just fits inside and there's like a millimetres like difference. This is when there's like a huge buffer around it. You just, so it's not like, it's not like parking a car, uh, tightly between two cars. It's just like parking a car in an open the field, but it's still satisfying.
0: Just parking a car and walking away. Just yep. <laughs> I am done. <laughs> That's how I felt with this. I'm done. I'm going to bed. <laughs> um, yeah let's let's talk about like some of the plot of this because it's just like i feel like we haven't actually described anything that really happens in it as well boom um, okay
1: cool so like uh uh you got he-man you got man-at-arms you got tila they're yeah. like just holding it down uh for like the sorceress who is neither good nor bad but like just yeah. uh controls things and forces of, of eternia uh Skeletor's, like, had like a coup uh on the city using the cosmic key which is like a teleportation device that guildo has and they just like snuck in and like took over uh he-man uh and his troops were like oh let's find uh, a let's like sneak in take control of the the eternia castle back uh but there's like a there's a a fracas uh they they like have to escape they get sent to earth Again, classic plot move, love it. Uh, with the cosmic key, Skeleton's forces chase. The key goes like awry and it ends up in the hands of some eighties kids who don't know what it is. Uh, Skeletor's, uh team like fly into like a, a attack and like uh, get it back. So you get Chaos on Earth, you get all these like really, really cool scenes, you get this like amazing crew uh, of like toy characters, or like I lo- yeah. I love any in introduction shot where like, oh here all these bad guys with specific skills and sets like
0: Beast Man and uh, I wrote them all Blade. down because I thought they'd be important and they just like <laughs> and then it's just like okay, <laughs> they're just they're truly... just, they, they just have their names. <laughs>
1: uh, what what do they call it? There's Beastman, there's a guy who looks like the alien, uh, and there's a guy who looks like a cyborg.
0: There's Blade, Sal Salrod, Beastman and Cor- and Karg. Karg
1: All <laughs> very bad at their jobs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: One of them immediately loses their life uh, coming uh, when they come back the first time and then and then three of them get sent back down
1: <laughs> blade was also like so disappointing because it looked like a looked like a cool toy it had like the swords had like really? little things that you could like shoot out when he like goes pew, 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 and he shoots the rocket at the door it's like perfect eight year old stuff is like oh, yeah. I, I want this toy uh so like doing doing their job like really they they even like come in like poses when you when you like introduce yeah. them so you can imagine them kind of just almost cutting to like a like a shelf line of like seeing them in their like boxes almost uh like that, <laughs> that, that was perfect
0: yeah i'm really surprised they didn't actually like have that happen in the film because it's also like i don't know i feel like it would have been a funny joke to have them they, they come from that universe of just like oh this this is already a toy in on earth uh, especially because it had already been made
1: I mean that that would have robbed that same joke from Toy Story 2, uh, which was a triumph. So like they held back on that joke, so Toy Story could could thrive, uh, which is kindness.
0: Yeah, they knew 10, 15 years later it'd be fine, it'd be coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So what else happens? They yeah, it's just a it's a very standard like get sent to Earth, fix what happens, get come back to uh, come back to. Uh, their planet and battle Skeletor and win but it's, like, it's, but it's, it's, it's like, done
1: so well like uh, like it's standard because films like this did it uh, really really well back then and it's now become uh, like oh yeah of course or, like, you, can, you can subvert yeah. it but like it was re- genuinely really exciting to see things like cool you get to the heroes uh, in Earth and that's like cool and fun, but then, oh shit, like these four people are coming to like hunt them down or track them down Mm. and that's like kind of expected or like, yeah, okay, I get that, that's cool. Mm. But then when it goes like, beast mode is when like the ships and all of the troops come in and yeah. like take over earth and you get these like really cool guys and like flying skateboards like running around and like oh no the he-man's gonna get shot from the sky and like when skeleton when oh something's coming through the portal something big uh, and then like uh skeletal's like huge like ship like yeah. fly soon it's like oh shit it's going down uh it was like uh so cool uh it's like like that's where it felt like oh this is like you get all the money up on screen. Like, you really, like, see them, like, going for it. Yeah. Uh, all those, like, weird little anonymous robots. Uh, probably the same five guys, like, getting shot over and over again. Definitely. Uh, which was, like, really, really cool. Uh, and it felt like it had, like, a sense of, like, climax and purpose. And it, mm-hmm. it was, like, a really cool ticking clock because they have to, like, get back in time to save these saucers. Uh And then it, all of this distracts you from Dolph Lundgren's inability to act.
0: <laughs> like, he's... He... Yeah, he is not good in this at all. He is not... Like, he his dialogue the way he like delivers dialogue is appalling you <laughs> cannot act in this film. like i he mean, improves, obviously he improves with time mm-hmm. because like i've seen is this pre rocky four
1: uh i don't know it depends on when rocky four is made um
0: that's um, why I've, yeah i can't remember <laughs>
1: but it's um uh i'd say his his greatest job uh acting in this movie is keeping both pectoral muscles implicit. like just Impeccably oiled, like they're shining uh, at all times. Like even even when he is back to you, you can still like feel his pecs, mm. and I feel like that is uh, Academy worthy. That's like kind of the kind of acting you don't see. Uh, physicality is important, uh, and then uh, all his like I- delivery, <laughs> all his delivery and lines like full flat with like, oh Gwildor, oh why are you doing this? Uh, like it's all like very like bad but apparently mm-hmm. uh they were just gonna like dub him over and they just I know. ran i read that time, which is uh for re- then that makes it better uh it's like really <laughs> uh it's really cool and interesting and like it sticks with you more than if they had dubbed him over uh yeah
0: the first thing the first thing i wrote down when he delivered his first like few lines of dialogue i wrote down is he being dubbed over right now just because it sounded so weird <laughs> And then I and then I started like reading the trivia on it, and I saw like, oh no, they've just left his original dialogue in, and he just couldn't act at the time.
1: I wish they dubbed him over with Robert Downey Sr. Uh, <laughs> it's Robert Downey Jr.'s dad, and he like was he did they, he made this great movie called *Putney Swope*, which I love, and it's like a really cool, like, revolutionally radical movie. Genuinely check it out; it's like great. Uh, but uh the lead actor kept forgetting his lines so he just dubbed him over <laughs> and he does it in this weird voice like this, like this and he just ah but ah, the truth and justice like it it's so jarring and odd but that <laughs> makes me love the movie even more mm. uh, cuz it like really like uh sticks with you so like that's the only dubbing I would accept or I would go in and <laughs> do like a cut of this movie where i just dubbed in the robert Janney uh senior voice like bro, bro, what's going on <laughs> you've got to get the cosmic key
0: I feel like you're definitely gonna do that at some point. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> got time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, so what else happened? There's I mean like there's nothing that really I I said I did find out like so when I was first watching it, I didn't know that there were there was the whole like coming to earth plot in, in this. I thought it was just all gonna be on um, Eternia. Whatever. Eternia, yeah. So that was thought, the
1: moment that you leaned forward and went, Fuck yeah, we got a movie. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that was the moment I did actually get more excited and more into it. Because it was like 15 minutes in, and it looks like they're already beating Skeletor. And I was just like, why is this already looking like it's the end of the movie? And then, and then they escape to the earth. And I was like, oh, this is what's going on. I see what they're doing here. Because I thought they were going to like cut to however long later. I thought it was gonna to cut to later and it was gonna be on this earlier still. I didn't realise anything had to do with Earth. I was surprised when Courtney Cox showed up. I See, yeah, I knew well nothing. What a well treat. Yeah. <laughs> that did make it more interesting. So when they got to Earth, but then they started doing like the whole like standard Earth, like coming to Earth tropes, but I guess it's like like you said, it's like this this kind of paved the way for that. Like before that it wasn't really a thing
1: um yeah like i don't know the full uh timeline of uh yeah. all movies and gems and tropes but i remember like seeing this and thinking oh shit this is cool and i saw it in star trek 4 mm. and it's like oh this is cool uh, and then i saw it more and more movie, movies and i was like okay i like i get it yeah i can not uh, think of
0: it a time now like a time before this movie where it was being done like personally but uh
1: interesting. yeah because like this is like the same as like th- thor as she's like the first thor Uh, or even parts of um, what is it called Captain Marvel Uh, like that oh yeah like the my favorite version of it uh, in recent times I saw uh, it got me thinking was Terminator Dark Fate the most recent Terminator movie that I watched? because it's free to watch movies if you have AMC a A list I was like oh this will be how many
0: times are you gonna bring that up Uh,
1: as many times as it takes for them to sponsor me.
0: Uh, I'm gonna cut out every <laughs> reference to it. <laughs>
1: you don't have the editing skills for that. <laughs> like, yes I do. <laughs> just uh, cut
0: out chunks. <laughs> it's
1: just like a subliminal frequency has been broadcasting under this the whole time. Um but yeah. They uh in Terminator Dark Fate, um the the new Terminator comes back. It's like I think a genuinely good like Terminator movie. Like if you ignore it's one, two, and six. If you ignore the rest, uh, it's like a solid like franchise. It's like a really good sequel to T two kind of. Uh, it's like a really mm-hmm. okay sequel to T two kind of. Uh, and like considering most kind of
0: just try to revamp what's gone on in three through five. Yeah, it?
1: and I think more. I think more people should do that. When something's bad, you just yeah, don't know not? that that didn't happen, and then just yeah. restart again uh like yeah that, that's fantastic um but like there's a, a moment where she comes in um she's like in the modern uh world uh she's like trying to like grab a car and she needs to like find something out out uh and then she just grabs um sarah connor's, she just grabs sarah connor's phone just like robot arms it and just hits it a bunch of times and then gets the answer to where she needs to go and sarah connor's like what did you just do and she just looks and goes her ah, future shit, and it just keeps moving and i'm like <laughs> yes i love this movie this is so good, like, uh, it doesn't, yeah, like, it just cuts to it, like, that, like, stuff like that is perfect, so, like, done well, I love this kind of thing.
0: I don't remember what the purpose of that story was. Uh,
1: the trope of people coming uh, oh, from yeah. the fancy world <laughs> to the real world, uh, and, like, examples where it has, has been good, like, it's very often overused and overdone now, uh, and it feels, like, stale, yes. Uh, It was first happening a lot in movies (laughs) like this or Beastmaster 2 or like Star Trek uh, 4, etc, etc, like the one with the whales. Uh, And most modern movies do it, but they do it badly, such as Thor, for example, like that feels like uh, a very bad example. (laughs) But however, I an example that I really enjoyed was Terminator Dark Fate, which is the point of that story.
0: Thank
1: you. I was uh, trained in long-form improv and listening. I was going to say,
0: that's why you can do the (laughs) (laughs) Harold.
1: Truly, it's terrifying because uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't care about any of the information I just said, or even my information Harold. But I can just like file them all away and then just spit them out as and when uh, it's needed, <laughs> and it's never needed.
0: So what, um, let's let's go over like the the reviews and everything because I want to know. So it has a seventeen percent on Rotten Tomatoes, mm. which is I thought that was very low for the like even even though I didn't necessarily enjoy this 17% is very very low and I want to know your thoughts on like why why you think it's that why you think it's hated so much
1: um, part of it's like uh, when you it's expectations so this was just like uh, if you detach it from the franchise or the label or the the branding and it's just like action movie or like fancy movie where they go to earth and you'll be like oh cool that's fine Twenty percent, maybe 25 maybe even 30 but when you like yeah. attach it to like ip that people have like uh connection to uh mm-hmm. and it, it doesn't deliver on that promise people get very like upset uh like oh he-man would never do that where was battle cat <sighs> well it shouldn't be like awkward. like and then then they just come in you come into a movie preloaded with a lot of like expectations oh um which so which makes it hard um like there is a very clear expectation of what people think spider-man is uh it's so yeah. like if if you do anything that isn't that people will be you could make the best movie in the world but people will be furious that it isn't Exactly like uh, this, that, or the other. So, like, I think a lot of it was to do with IP. A lot of it's to do with the movies. Like, not good. Like that, 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 that also needs to be factored in. Like some of its expectations. Some of it's like the delivery. It's like a bad movie. Uh, but like, it's enjoyable and fun. Uh, and some of its people uh, struggle to let joy into their lives. Uh, so it's a, a real. A real... This coming from you. Hey, that's uh, accurate. Um, but yeah, um, like you could just choose to find things to enjoy. And there's, like, lots to enjoy. It's got a big, muscly-oiled Swede. Uh, lots of, like, cool... F- uh, it's, like, a fun puppet. There's, like, uh, guns and lasers. Uh, there's, like, 80s hair. Uh, there's, like, synthesizer riffs. Uh, like, there's just, like, a lot going on. Um, and people, like, truly didn't appreciate how good and fun movies look like yeah. this were at the time. Because a lot... Now they've been swallowed by the studio system into, like, these huge, like... Uh, a lot of movies which are like less fun or less have less personality yeah. or quirks and like a lot of the weird things I love about this movie would get ironed out a lot in uh, today's studio system or they'd I'll be put into definitely. like a big writer's room where like, no <laughs> Act three, you gotta have this, uh type stuff.
0: Uh one thing that I would I think would happen today is that I don't think there would be the the whole like Courtney Cox and Kevin uh, relationships staying together and I think they were trying to like set something up with He-Man and, and her I think they would like move that direction yeah what they they, would, they want He-Man to have a love interest that's something that I thought I thought was interesting I thought they were going in that, that direction as well because he's very touchy-feely with her the entire time um, I don't know I thought that was really kind of weird um,
1: the interesting thing about a lot of 80s hunks is that they are mostly in love with themselves. Uh, like they've dedicated <laughs> <laughs> a lot of their uh, training and physique to like, uh, their, their, their lives are dedicated to like self-love. <laughs> so like putting like uh, a romantic interest just gets in the way. Uh, and then also just from your audience perspective, you don't want that because it's like, oh no. He'd crush her Like it's just It's just uncomfortable <laughs> To think about uh, That's why you don't see Like Arnold getting Like sexy with people Because that would be Like weird uh, Like and it does happen In some movies But like for Gemini It's just They exist And then like uh, it's, it's more effective When you see A romantic relationship Happening around them Or different types of relationships Like you get friendship Happening which is like Cool no, and I nice I thought it was nice Yeah
0: I thought it was good I actually enjoyed Seeing it that way um, For a change Because now Now it would not happen um yeah, so I don't think that would happen. I don't think Kevin would be a character at all. Or if he was a character I think he would be uh the boyfriend she breaks up with at the start and then finds uh He Man for through some purpose of that reason. I think that's that's how they would use that. And I think um I don't know. Gwildor would be definitely be adjusted massively. <laughs> it would he'd be some CGI character as well.
1: I mean Gwildor or Jar Jar, you tell me. Gwyllo, <laughs> see,
0: yeah, I, I, t- I already said I like Gwyllo. <laughs> Gwyllo was funny. It was just very strange to see in the first place. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I can't say I like this movie, but. But also, I didn't you hate
1: it. you can say you like this movie. You can just make that choice.
0: <laughs> no, I. I mean, <laughs> You could just go into... You can go. I can't in. personally say within myself that I liked this movie. I mm-hmm. didn't, but I had fun watching parts of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, what more do you want from a movie?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Look how much joy Gwildo's brought to your life. You can think about the cosmic key. You can think about all these like, fun... I don't movies. think I
0: like the plot.
1: <laughs> yeah, but plot plot, plot is secondary.
0: Uh, as I don't in, think I like the, the plot. The I don't think I cared about He-Man in the slightest. <laughs> And He-Man is the lead character. <laughs> and if I can't care about the lead character, then I don't think I can say it's a good movie.
1: Did you have any of the reviews you were going to read?
0: Oh, yeah. Let's, let's read a couple of the, like, the headlines of those reviews. Um, from Empire Magazine, they said, the first film to be based on a line of toys, this might not be the last, but it takes something awful to replace it as the worst, which I disagree with. I think there are way worse toy movies than this.
1: Uh, like Toys.
0: Like toys, <laughs> like uh, Transformers. I think it's worse than this.
1: You do? You, do you mean the animated Transformers movie from no, the eighties? I no, mean okay.
0: the, the, I mean the Michael Bay one.
1: I was like ready to fight you.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> no, that one's fine. But I didn't. Also, didn't grow up with Transformers, so like that doesn't. Oh, I mean, I, yeah. Um, and then the New York Times said that their weapons make a Fourth of July sparkler show, but they almost never hit anybody. <laughs> which is true the weapons seem to have no purpose in this
1: just like light beams like basing
0: yeah. pew, 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 pew. and they like they'll hit someone and they'll do one thing and they hit someone else and do another thing entirely
1: <laughs> they'll be like hitting with blasters and suddenly like draw swords for like no reason <laughs> and then just like do like big lunges that never like he he man's uh all-powerful sword truly never cuts anyone in half
0: it does nothing to anyone it doesn't even it doesn't even stop skeletor because skeletor just falls to his death so it doesn't even stop him
1: it's a less good sword than the sword of romans from thundercats that looked, looked cool and like <laughs> did a thing it was like a big telescope so like
0: okay so like in terms in terms of comparison to like i guess the tv show because that um that's the only thing we compare it to because the toys are just going to be the toys they're not going to be so like in the tv show does the sword have a purpose
1: um never really i don't know can't remember uh this is this is my he-man so this like, is your he-man <laughs> it was also based off the toys not off the, like it was it and the animated tv show were developed concurrently uh it's so like it oh, all right it's not an adaptation of the tv show it's an it's literally an adaptation oh. of some toys uh, no
0: i knew it was an adaptation of the toys but i thought it went tr- uh toys this then this
1: show. Nah, it was toys, film and show at the same time.
0: Wow. Uh, and which is why people I no wonder like... it's so different it, Yeah. Like, no wonder it's like <laughs> that makes so much sense now.
1: Also, why would it have a plot? It's based off toys. It's based off when people are like playing with <laughs> little toy figures and going and then like, That is why they
0: shouldn't be making these movies. Uh, well that, that is why Battleship should not exist. That is why <laughs> That is why there should not be a Monopoly movie in production. That is why the emoji movie shouldn't exist. None of these things should exist.
1: If you, if you if you had your way, you would have wiped twenty to thirty billion dollars of the American movie entertainment. Like that's the Good. gross box office. Movie. Good. <laughs> oh.
0: Use it on things that are important.
1: You, <laughs> you like thirty billion dollars worth of movies of people just looking sad at the camera and reciting <laughs> tragedies. <laughs> It's just really important no. that we think about it, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: No, no. There should be movies where there's like some kind of improv in it. Because <laughs> that's, always, that's always worked well for comedy in movies.
1: Mm-hmm. Just uh, $40 billion worth of Middle-Itch and Schwartz.
0: <laughs> I-, I enjoyed that.
1: Yeah, so. well, Schwartz is fully CGI.
0: That's what you don't know. <laughs> just BB-8. <laughs> um. Yeah, so what other oh yeah this was the one that i agree with um if not for the superb villainy of frank langella who plays the evil skeleton masters, Uni- masters of the universe would be as barren as an asteroid That is, i agree with that him uh, well, him and Gwildor.
1: yeah but that's like saying uh if not without without the cheese this cheese sandwich would be two slices of bread pushed together <laughs> like yeah like Langella like does it but like they hide him they cast him they put him in the role like they give them some credit to
0: give give someone decent uh someone that can write a good job the job of writing he-man
1: I mean Dark Crystal is good the Muppet movie like I don't it was like went through a lot of rewrites and they like ran out of like a lot of money uh Mm. during the uh, during the development, uh, which is also I think one of the reasons why it was such a problem um, yeah. yeah, like it's it's that's why I find canon films like so fascinating Because uh, like the whole reason the thing I love about mm. this movie the most is that it's set on earth And that was just a budgetary constraint because they were like, oh, mm. if we set everything in the turn and have to use all these sound stages. It'll be so expensive. <laughs> Let's move to bumfuck nowhere uh, <laughs> Rodney Kingsville uh, and then like film there. So they they move uh, that probably there <laughs> 30 years anniversary uh but yeah uh they uh thought it'd be like, good to like do it there uh which is like cool uh and then that that made all these like fun choices happen so like yeah uh i don't know i just think it's more than 17 percent
0: yeah i agree with that i think i do think it's more than 17 percent um all right so i guess you've like mostly discussed like why you think it's good then like throughout the whole stuff of the podcast so i don't really need to bring that up but like um uh i guess that's a good point to like unless you have anything else to say about the movie I like, it's a good point to end that part
1: uh no I've, i think i've given them a very clear occasion uh yes <laughs> uh, argument of why it's good it's streaming think... on stars if you're based in the us uh, or have a vpn so it's streaming for free on stars you can get like a lot, a huge month-long trial or you can get like a year subscription for like pff, i don't know like $70. why are
0: you promoting stars
1: uh stars is a great Great app! It has so many like over-the-plate action movies and '80s classics and things. Are like, oh, that's fun. Uh, rather than like Netflix is trash. Uh, whereas if you go on Stars, you will be like, oh, oh, oh Joe vs the volcano. Oh, I fucks with this. Like it, it's it's good. It's like if, it's if you if you if you've been tickled by the joy uh, that you've let into your lives called Master of the Universe. I highly recommend you download the Stars app. Uh, have a swipe. Uh, and then see all the fun things that are, are there for you as as choices because it's it's wild
0: Why do I feel like you've got some code that you're going to give out as well now? <laughs>
1: no, I I have no <laughs> uh, affiliation <laughs> uh,
0: Okay, so let's go on to the next segment the one of the next segments, which is uh, what is a good movie that you, uh, or a well-reviewed movie that you consider bad?
1: Uh I feel like you're going to have a strong choice on this one. No, you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> no? I was like, oh, what is a... I don't know what a well-reviewed movie is. Or one that people like that isn't, um, like,
0: uh, obvious. I guess it's like a classic movie. Mm. Oh,
1: no, they can be obvious. Mm, 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 mm. Um, a movie that... Uh, th- so the the movie I've disliked the most... Uh, and re- well, let me pull up my letterbox because uh, I uh have started <laughs> tracking uh, the movies I've watched. Uh, oh,
0: I've been doing the same <laughs> recently.
1: Yeah, well, you can.
0: Uh, I will add you on there.
1: Ooh, let, uh, I've done well. I've done well. Um, cool. The movie I had the strongest reaction to of late was a Netflix documentary called Circus of Books. Um, I was so excited about seeing it. Like I saw the cool trailer. It's about um a couple in LA that runs a queer bookstore. That was mm. like. And they ended up being like uh, they're like a straight Jewish couple, like t- el- typical elderly like uh, sweet grandpa-y type people, really chill. Uh, and they just sold hardcore gay pornography throughout the seventies and eighties and nineties. Became one of the largest distributors uh, in like in the US. Uh, their bookstore became like a hub for people to, like meet and hang out uh, and like uh, treat- they started like producing like movies and things like that. Um, and it's just like that's like a cool story
0: yeah that's a great story I remember seeing the trailer and being like really interested in it did you watch the movie I haven't seen it yet I forgot it came out fuck that movie
1: like the movie is so, the trailer is so good the movie is so bad if you watch the trailer you'll get this amazing picture and you'll leave yeah. thinking oh that's cool you, the it looks really great where you are right now is perfect where I am <laughs> on the other side is a nightmare like, so wait what, what's
0: bad about it then oh like so it's made
1: it? it's made by their daughter like that's the. oh okay so it's already, it's already in wildly problematic territory and it's,
0: it's already just, got a massive bias against
1: it yeah and it just feels like a weird weird family dispute or feud where they're like trying to like tease drama out where there is none or like um like they they uh like they one of their one of their children is gay uh and like he like struggled to like come out um and then like they didn't like accept him fully but then did like there was like a little bit where like his dad was like oh you 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 care i I love you and my son her mother was like i don't know i don't like that for like a little bit. And then was like, then fine and really supportive and goes to it. And that's drama. Uh, and that drama <laughs> takes up 30 minutes. Uh, and oh, then, no. do you, do you know what's glossed <laughs> over in the five minutes? The AIDS epidemic. Uh, they talk they literally no. like, they just like casually just talk about, Oh yeah, there's this Oh, there's this whole period t- of the time. And like all the people that stop going. Oh, he's dead, she's dead, they're dead, they're dead. It's like wild. Like it's truly, they force it into the narrative. Uh, and then deal with it really badly Then force it away There's this other like moment where they talk about all these actual Like interesting like uh, Queer movements and struggles and like um, People who are like doing stuff um, Around the uh, Yeah around like LA at the time And then like, like uh, Just briefly mentioned in passing like all these other Interesting actual like movements or things like that And it's like but let's get back to like Oh like this bookstore And it's like and then it's also one of those like classic ones Where like some they are the. I don't have all the information, but it feels like they have some yeah. of the seeds of their own undoing. Where it's like, yeah, we didn't really want to <laughs> have a website or like organize or sell online. It's like well, fuck you then. <laughs> okay, I guess. Like <laughs> if you're still riding around in horses when everyone's driving cars, I'm not gonna mm-hmm. be like in tears when your horse business goes out of. Like it, <laughs> it, 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 it is. Um, it has a lot of stuff like that in it. Uh, and then the. Uh, it's, Everyone's lovely. I'm sure they're great. Uh, I make almost nothing. So, like, every, take everything I'm saying with, like, a grain of salt because like, I don't like to complain uh, and it's like, I can't do better. I, I make podcasts and, like, improv shows. Like, whatever the fuck. Like, I, I struggle to make a three-minute sketch. But having said that, there's this point where the documentarian was like, yeah, my world was, like, my world was, like, basically queer, which is, I mean, she had gay friends in school. Like, that that's what she means by that, no, which is, I'm- like, uh, <laughs> i was like what are, what are you doing <laughs> what is <laughs> happening like that's not the same <laughs> like, yeah. like it uh like it's it, it's truly like the scent like so much to take time out of the documentary when you're like glossing over something like the AIDS epidemic so i go yeah but like look at my friends in high school going oh you're so crazy oh, you had pink hair oh, Wow, it's like, like and i'm maybe being unfair but also maybe i'm not we shall see it doesn't uh, sound like you are being unfair uh, that's the case. yeah uh like uh like it just it left me with like a oh there are so many this is, has the meat of an interesting story there's so much like interesting stuff happening around this but i do not care mm-hmm. about this family uh this was like uh like an art project or something someone has made to like show their mother uh and like, they <laughs> oh, should no. like deal with that um or like talk more about the interesting people around them not just like work yeah. out your parental issues uh on on film but you know uh so that's a movie that i would uh rail against
0: great uh, perfect that is yeah that sounds like one to definitely avoid then um also if you made okay. this and if
1: you made circus books and you're listening to this how but uh secondarily uh i'm sorry like i you know making anything is hard i get it
0: <laughs> what if they're a massive fan of masters of the universe <laughs> 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 <But> hang on <laughs>
1: They're, like, just about to, like, oh, I need to make a... F- I need to... I'm- I've been pitching a Master Universe signal, a sequel. Uh, <laughs> I know there's, like, un- unused props and, like, a script for it. I think this guy would be perfect. And then suddenly you get to this segment <laughs> and it's like, oh, no. <laughs>
0: They're just doing all their research on it. Oh, anything I can find out... Oh, Shem knows about this. No, I'm avoiding him. Anyway, <laughs> let's, uh, let's bring the podcast to an end there. Have you got... Any- uh, this has been wildly interesting you have had a lot to say. i think you've had the most to say out of a, uh, the entire podcast so far
1: <laughs> uh i always feel bad like I, I i don't know i've been asked on here to talk so like i guess i shouldn't feel bad but every time i like edit no no a it's, podcast, a,
0: it's, a, it's perfect
1: but i look it's at the, the audio way. track what? and i can see how much i'm speaking versus how much someone else is speaking and uh, when there's like a disparity I thought, oh no i was like waffled
0: no no it's good i want you to come on and defend the movie so that's what i wanted you to do so funny
1: because uh of the original list <laughs> that you said you had pretty time on What you wanted to do yeah i was like so that was such a funny choice of like <laughs> like you just put it on i was like well it's directed and written by a monster <laughs> like it's so hard who's gonna come on and defend that
0: you wanted to do
1: it (laughs) I was gonna I I valiantly thought it'd be very fun and interesting to like take it not like discuss or lord the works of its monstrous director but then look at all the people in the cast and go oh let's look at the film career of chris Rock uh and all the things he's done like look, look at all one the sites his comedy career i think jb smooth uh does like little things that it has so many cool like interesting people in it so it'd be like really interesting uh to get to and like talk around but also it's such a massive turn off to like see like the podcast <laughs> thumbnail of like two dudes talking about a louis ck movie
0: <laughs> and, it's, like, and no, ignoring look. the whole oh i mean i was of, always, like he directed it <laughs> Your um, wrote it. I, no, I think he didn't write it. I think Chris Rock wrote it. Louis wrote it. Are you sh- Oh, okay. I thought I thought
1: he just directed it. He directed it, wrote it, tried to do the edit. It was like his little baby. He came up with that weird like character. It's like great. we're doing this is like an unofficial episode of <laughs> like great. Uh, if you if you haven't uh, seen it, I'd recommend you watch Chris Walks Head of State. That's my favorite Chris Walk movie. It's not good.
0: Head of, Head of State's really
1: fun. It's so fun. It didn't like his movies never do well, and they're, they're not the best encapsulation of his like uh, comedic voice. But there's a joke in Head of State where he's like running for. It's like when the crazy idea of like a black person running for president, that's the premise. <laughs> <Like> it <is. laughs>
0: and it's, it's four years before Obama as well. <laughs> it's
1: like... uh, uh, America literally was not ready. But like uh, yeah. <laughs> they did, uh, there's a joke when they said, so the education's so bad, I asked my daughter what four times four was and she said 44. And someone from the crowd goes, it is. Uh, and
0: <laughs>
1: that gets me <laughs> every time. <laughs>
0: i think that's a really underrated movie i think bernie Mac is also great in that
1: oh bernie Mac is what a loss like he is so funny yeah definitely directed written and edited by oh, lewis and edited yeah
0: okay yeah i'm taking it off the list
1: <laughs> oh that like me talking this is the final <laughs> now you finally decided to take it off
0: the list Well, you were the only re- person that was realistic gonna pick it anyway <laughs>
1: it's got jb smooth in it robert vaughn's in it lance everyone's in it it. chris rock mario joiner's in it like (laughs) david tell pops up like it's it's, a great
0: cast it's (laughs) a
1: powerhouse like it's that's why it's really cool to talk about all the people and the other things they've done and like talk Mm. about their place in history and like comedy movies in general why they don't make comedy movies anymore or like it's really hard Mm. like uh like the last like hard comedy movie uh like they just they're a dying breed like good boys uh book smart and yeah. stuber i think have been the last like few and stuber's like dressed up as like an action comedy uh movie yeah. uh it's so, like it's i just i i'm a comedian i write comedy i write comedy movies i want people to keep making them and it's like so sad mm-hmm. to me that they're dying out but also you know you gotta wrap this episode up so you you want you want my sweet sweet plugs
0: yeah okay so do what uh how can we find you
1: uh online uh i'm online uh mostly on instagram at my show called life uh i post very little but like there's the occasional story with uh some sass um and i produce a podcast uh called uh hot costs with trash uh it's like a fun facts based podcast uh with uh some new york comedians we have lots of guests on discussing fun interesting facts and comedy ensues it's uh, a lot of fun to work on uh and then i write uh and work with the foundation uh we're like a sketch team at ucb we're like good uh and we're like always like making content putting stuff out there uh like yeah some some sketch teams are bad uh i won't i won't name names they know who they are but uh we're... <laughs> they know who they are i don't oh, think they
0: do know you, who they are <laughs> uh, you you uh sketches i think that's the pro- i think
1: that's the problem they don't know who they are Sketches sketch is different improv is like uh the differences between improv and sketch, no one needs this conversation, but I'm gonna give it to you anyway. Uh, yeah. is like improv, you can like blame it on the, yeah, like we weren't connecting and we just couldn't find it or the audience just hasn't seen improv anymore. Or like they're just, oh yeah, oh it was really good when that one little moment, like every improv is like a broken clock. Uh, you know, there'll always be like one or two moments where someone just laughs just because like someone said potato or whatever. Like you'll yeah. get like something in there so you can always walk away from any improv show lying to yourself thinking, yeah, that's actually pretty good. Like I've seen like so many people walk off horrendous improv shows going, yeah, yeah, I think we kind of like, uh, yeah, yeah, we uh, we uh, did the potato thing. That was good. Uh, with Sketch, you have spent like a month writing and rewriting and working on these things and like lying at and you know when you want them to laugh. You have worked out and written where you want your jokes to land. And then when you like go, and and then we had a potato, and then you hold for the laughter and it does not calm. That feeling is like a gut punch for which you'll never recover. I have felt, I've been burned by that several times. Uh, it feels terrible, but it's also great when like they do laugh, obviously. but you know when they are supposed to laugh uh so like uh if you're a bad sketch team or a bad sketch writer unless you're living in massive self-denial uh like because you do it like more than once on multiple occasions like there there have been enough points where people are not laughing at the shit you've done that you should go maybe i need to work on that or like do better uh or you can just be angry with the audience and claim they don't get your genius but uh, yeah uh that's one of the reasons i enjoy That definitely happens sketches uh fun because people will just discuss jokes and comedy not like emotions and feelings uh which is like different yeah
0: and with that long uh discussion about sketch comedy i think we'll end this podcast on Master of the universe thank you shem for being a guest
1: i'm available for Die Tribes whenever you want one
0: <laughs> thank you and we'll end there bye That's the end of the podcast. You can find me on Twitter with the username at YCove or at YanisCove on Instagram. Please remember to rate and review us on iTunes if you enjoyed this so I can end up making more. And I'll see you next week for more movies that critics got wrong.